Welcome to Foxhole Symphony, a podcast about the transformational value of men in authentic community. In our Foxhole, men are equipped to build relationships that foster belonging, accountability, and growth. Stop believing the lie that you can thrive in isolation and instead join us on the journey from broken to whole. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Foxhole Symphony podcast. They call me the maestro, and I want to thank you for joining us here at the Foxhole. This is where we actively pursue belonging, accountability, and growth through authentic relationships. No masks, no agendas, just iron sharpening iron. Our brothers Mark and Steve are on a mission today to share how the mundane is, well, not so mundane. They're taking some time to share what it looks like for them to be on mission in all aspects of their lives, and also what it looks like when they lose sight of that goal. Mark and Steve share some of the things they do to stay the course and how God shows up along the way as they live out their mission. Well, right about here is where I would cue up the Mission Impossible music, but we don't have the budget for that. So instead, let's drop into the foxhole from our tool belt zip lines and take a listen. Hey, welcome back to Foxhole Symphony Podcast. I'm Sarge. Your co-host here with my good buddy Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It's a it's a crisp Saturday morning. For so Mark, us again, Mark's wearing a T-shirt that says "Y'all need Jesus." <laughs> I, y'all oh y'all need. Gosh. That's right. I am. I, I love it. Now, the first time I saw you wear that, here's 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 my my admission. Here's my uh, confession for the day. Uh oh. I read it as "You'll need Jesus." <laughs> I'm like, when? What do you mean? Don't I already? <laughs> But it's, and then I, I had to read it like y'all. six times. And then I, I, I was like, I need glasses. Right. But it says, y'all need Jesus. And we don't talk like that around, around these parts. But our friend Mo would understand that. Yes. And we've got a, a, a future guest uh, named Lee, who's going to, he's, he's, that's what he will say. He'll just say, y'all need Jesus. You know, or if we have Drew on. I don't think about this shirt any more than many that I wear. My boys tend to give me superhero shirts. I have like Captain America, Superman shirts. And some people look at it like, you're really wearing a Superman shirt? I'm like, shut up. I don't even care what shirt I wear. But this one uh, that I did, I actually had something warmer over it, but I tend to overheat. Long story. Um, This shirt in ShopRite has gotten some of the most amazing reactions from checkout clerks. I've actually had a checkout person, woman, Look at me and said, damn right. That's all. She just looked at me and said, damn right. Damn right. <laughs> That's it. And so, she, for, so for those not from our region of, yeah, of the Northeast, Northeast. ShopRite is a, is a uh, regional supermarket. It's our supermarket. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all need anyway, Jesus. Y'all, damn right. It's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's actually a really cool story. We'd love to talk more about that, but, hmm. um, and even that that dialogue between you and that checkout person. We're, we're going to talk today about um, being on mission in the mundane. Right. And some of our listeners are going, what the heck does that mean? Right. And so what's a mission? Yeah. Maybe we just start, impossible? start really like high level in, you know, Christian circles. We talk about mission, missions, missionaries, going on a missions right? trip, going on a missions trip. Um, you know, or being called into missions. And, you know, I know, you know, many years ago, I remember thinking, you know, wow, like these people that get called to be missionaries and um, like, what an incredible honor and sacrifice and, you know, how, how awesome, um, you know, I'll, I'll just work my little job here. 
Right. Right. Um, and, and then over the years, it was like, oh, wait a minute. You know, we can, we can, there's, there are, you know, local missions. It doesn't require, you know, going to these far off lands. You know, that's one type of, you know, uh, mission work, right. right? That God calls us to. And, you know, um, we've done lots of things together locally or regionally or here in the, in the U.S., um, you know, just loving and serving, you know, others in the name of Jesus um, and, and under the, the umbrella of local, you know, missions, yep. right? And, and, and then there's sort of this reality that hits and says, wait a minute, like my everyday life, aren't we called to a mission? Correct. Right? Like we all have a calling. We are, you know, called to be in mission or on mission with God every day, right where we are. And so there, there's, there's sort of, you know, I don't know how much sense that makes to our listeners, but, um, you know, for me, I can remember various points in my life and faith journey where that understanding shifted. Sure. And, and with that evolution, right, let's, there's a maturity as with anything else that comes with this Christian life. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, for me, that maturity is born from how much time am I spending in the word? Mm-hmm. I got much more mature after spending about three or four years with a dedicated daily devotional. Sure. Right. So that, and I started to understand, ah, oh, okay. Like, here's what I'm called to do in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Here's how I live my life. I'm holding my hands six feet apart. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, working my way together. Right. I, I understand there's some balance in that story from my mission, my calling, what I see as God's plan for me. Right. Not that I know it. Yeah. But I see that. But I, I got to get a few things out of the way to clear my head. First thing that came to my mind, I'm not joking, when I heard about, and this is, wow, Southridge Community Church circa 2002, 2003, that time frame, long time ago. And, you know, uh, the announcements, and uh, we're running the missions trip to Zimbabwe or El Salvador or Mexico or wherever it was, and anyone who wants to sign up, Go here. And I just remember it passing me by. But what was in my head was Mission Impossible. Mm. The song. Dun, dun, right. Dun, 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 Thank dun, you. Dun, dun, dun. By the way, excellent Sherpa. <laughs> we'll you. get to that later. Um, yes. So the song went through my head. Little Tom Cruise. And by the way, I may be even predating Tom, but shout out, Tom. If you ever want to come on, we're, <laughs> we're good for you. Um, but now... I just have to, to quick juxtaposition to the last year. Tim Tebow wrote a book called Mission Possible. Yeah. So I got impossible and possible. Uh, and I've not, I, I've seen like two of the 19 Mission Impossible movies. I have not read Tim's book just for putting it out there. But that said, that really resonates with me. The mission is possible. Like I, I see what God calls me to, my mission as not an impossibility to, to live how I should is something I can get to. And I don't need to go to Zimbabwe to do it or to Mexico or El Salvador to do it. So that's yeah. just where my brain was yep. when we started thinking about what's it like to live like this, this sure. being on mission sure, every day, yeah, moment yeah. by moment. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, Tebow's a great example. You know, that, that University of Florida championship team. Yeah. You know, Tebow stands out big time. When you look at that team, that college team, you know, many, if not most of that team went, went 
off to play professional football. And the vast majority of them gained criminal records, like pretty serious stuff. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Hernandez was on that team, right? Like some of the others. I mean, look at like, there's a long rap sheet across that team. And then there's Tebow. Right. And so like just thinking about, you know, what it looks like to be on mission. Now, I don't know that I would categorize his college football career as mundane. I think it was anything but. Really? I mean, it's just a highlight reel. Sure. But my point is that whatever our day to day looks like, right, that just happened to be his. Yeah. But whatever our day to day looks like, we are called to be on mission. And, you know, going back to your earlier point about how this evolved for us, you know, and then even more recently in the last 10 to 12 years where we learned that, wait a minute, like, yes, our biblical mandate, what God calls us to is very much the same for each of us. However, God uniquely gifted us. And so, you know, the, the, what that looks like every day is unique to us. It's unique to us both because of our unique giftedness, as well as our unique circumstances and where he's placed us. Correct. Agree. Ge- geographically, uh, professionally, you know, w- whatever that may be. So, you know, it just really kind of comes down to this, you know, um, very specific mission, you know, which, which we've learned a lot about through, through Mark Med for Christ. Yeah. Well, let's laser focus there. Okay. So in, in case you're wondering where we're going, we're going to laser focus on that very specific point of our experience of yep. being on mission every day. Yep. Fair. Amen. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's to use the word evolve for that does not um, um, give you the, the, the vision I have of the train wreck. <laughs> oh yeah. That I've caused in getting here, yeah. wherever here is, you know, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I listen, I need a daily reminder, potentially hourly right? All day long, whether it be at work or at home, that I am called to be on mission. You know, I wake up in the morning and I'm, I, not every morning, but most mornings I have, I, I remember to remind myself what my mission is and that I'm called to be on it. And, and I kind of play through my best days when I am living in mission or on mission. My best days are when I remember to do that. Right. And I look in the mirror and I, 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 I say, like, don't forget, this is what you're called to do. And I play that out as I'm like, okay. And, you know, ironically, typically those days that I remember are usually the hardest ones. Like, thank God. Absolutely. The spirit wakes me up saying, you're going to need that. That's it. (laughs) You're going to need this. Take the words right out of my mouth. And uh, let me load your gun for you, Sarge. And those are the days where it's like, you know, by 11 a.m., I've already forgotten and I'm eyeballs deep in whatever it may be. Um, and I'm going, man, okay, nope. You know, remember, or it's a text from you or from another brother or somebody else shaking off the busyness of the day or the hectic nature or the urgent matter or the conflict of the, whatever, right. That I'm involved in to say, remember (laughs) moment by moment, you're called to be in mission. Every interaction, every engagement, every conversation, every boring meeting, right. Um, called to be on mission. Oh gosh, I love that. How many times have we done that together? Now, now you folks, you may not believe this, but I will read something. And my nature is when I read it, 
one out of three devotionals I read, there's a sentence, a nugget, a paragraph, a phrase, or a word that I've got to share. Yes. It's my nature. I can attest to that. Right. But I'll get something and I'll send it to you. And all you reply is perfect timing. Yeah. Right. How many times have you oh and I done gosh. that? A, a million, a million. And we've just been connected like that for years. And I think right. it is because we're reading the scriptures together. We're studying them together. We're in devotions together. And so, you know, the spirit of God has us connected there and, and it can and work speaks, for you. And he chooses to speak to us through that and through each other over and over and over and over again. Right. And I, it's I, a beautiful thing. Right. I want to stop there just for a second, take a deep breath and, and say to anybody listening, <sighs> that can work for you. Yeah. That can happen for you. That never happened in my life until the last yeah. 10 years. Right. Which means I spent 53 years like what the, Thinking I was in control. It's not going to just happen. No. It takes intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Remember, as a group, our Foxhole Fellows, right? We have this group, for those that don't know, the Foxhole Fellows, a a small group of guys that, you know, meet digitally uh, through a Bible devotional every Every single morning. and Once a quarter for coffee. Yeah, every three to seven days or 21 days for the longest plans in the Bible app, you know, somebody else chooses a new plan. And- and we comment and it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's just awesome. But I think we, as a group, probably at your prompting, uh, read a book. Right. It's a very small read, uh, about brother, brother Lawrence, brother Lawrence, and brother Lawrence wrote this book. I think it was called practicing the presence, right. practicing the presence of God. Wow. That's a good memory. And here's a monk, right. Who was a cook and well, how about this? Here's a cook. Who was a monk. Who became a monk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you haven't read this book, it yeah. is an easy read. Take it from a guy that doesn't like to read. Pick it up. Practicing the Presence. I think it's like $2.39 on Amazon. And it's a quick- Shout out Amazon. Yeah, it's a quick, quick and easy read. Um, man, it's so awesome. It's such a powerful book about this topic that we're talking about, what it looks like to be on mission, particularly in the mundane. What does it look like to practice the presence of God? glorify and honor him while silently scrubbing dirty pots and pans in a, in a giant slop sink. What does that look like? How do you do that? Well, right. Read the book. It's awesome. Um, agree that that's, I won't speak to it because it's not my life, but brother Lawrence does. And it definitely, you know, changed my perspective, man, because you know, we, we, you know, we talk so much about mountaintops, the mountaintop experiences, you know, the Mark men weekends and, you know, the, these, you know, the mission trips, right. right. That are highlights in our lives. And we look back and we go, man, like, look how God moved. And it's quite frankly, like if you miss the movement of God in those circumstances, like, I, I don't, I, I don't, something's not right. Something ain't right. I was wondering what you were going to say there. Something not right, right? So we're not firing at all cylinders. Okay. Um, in my opinion. Now, in my not so humble opinion. Right. Now, and, and then in the valleys, right? Like when we're at, in our, when we're in dire straits, when we're mm. dealing with, you know, whatever, right? I mean, the, the, the mess, I mean, God absolutely meets us there, right? Because we're so desperate, so broken, you know, we're, it's like, like if we're not turning to God, where are we turning, right? Just, just, and so of course God meets us there, but it's in the mundane where frankly, most of life is spent. Right. Right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's where life, I mean, hopefully we're, it's not in the valley, right? Right. As we it's look not back, the top or bottom 5%. It's, it's the, the 90. It's the day to day, right? Getting up, 
going to work, coming home, dinner, you know, the, 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 the rat race, so to speak, or, or whatever our mundane looks like. That's where I find it's, it's harder to see God at work. It's the hardest. Yeah. And bro, the awareness of this, uh, for me is, is, um, is, has been life changing. I'll give you an example. It's very personal. Um, I'm catching myself measuring the tone of my voice when I talk to my wife because I have a, um, a reputation for speaking harshly, even though it doesn't sound harshly in my head, it's harshly received. Yeah. I resemble that remark. Oh, okay. Um, and, and so, you know, I refer to Ria as my sweetheart. Mm-hmm. That's that, that helps me helps her. And that's it. That's when I write a card. Like sweet Maria, Bob Goff. There shout out, go. shout out Bob Goff. Out Bob. You know, at the end of the day, every single podcast episode really does come back to Bob Goff. Why, why is he not on? Right. We, we got to call him as soon as we're done. We got to put him on the list. By the way, um, <laughs> thank you for the, the non sequitur. I have to remind everyone that we both know we are called to love. That's what we're called to. 100%. Everybody, always. Yeah. Shout out, Bob. Shout out, Bob. Okay. Once again, yeah. All right. So back to Sweet Maria. Right. So, so I tend to get coffee in the morning. It's one of the first things I do. And, you know, walking the dog is, is like 1A, but I'll get my honey coffee and it's like, you know, would you like coffee? And she says something cute, like, and she's barely awake, if you don't mind. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't ask you if I minded. But that's what's going through my head. This snarky, like, mm. what are you thinking? What do you mean if I mind? I asked you. <laughs> I'm the one who gets coffee for you six days this out of act, seven. This act of love quickly, right. quickly spirals out of control. Exactly. You know, what a, what a knucklehead. It's be, because you haven't had your coffee yet and I, you don't even I drink, don't drink it. coffee. <laughs> I just got to get my motor going. In, in any case, the, the, the moral to the story for me is, do I mean what's coming out of my mouth. Mm. That's, that's the living on mission for me. Yeah. Thought coffee. Sure. Yes. Thoughtful, intentional. Right. Am I being gracious? Am I loving her in that simple moment? Yeah. Of like, just go get the freaking coffee like, and do it with a, a good heart. Yeah. And that, and I'm, I'm walking those steps now. Yeah. After all this time being married for 27 years and with this, beauty for 30 years and not saying I haven't done nice things, warm things, uh, good things, you know, over the years I have, right. But I'm trying to be on mission. Well, in the mundane, right. In the getting of the cup of coffee, you know, it's interesting. I, man, thank you, Lord. I think I have my new word for 2023 because I struggle with the same. I struggle with the same. And it was a year of growth for me in that area. And thank God, you know, my wife held me accountable to some things, you know, through uh, what was a, a very challenging year at work and, you know, spilled over into home and just, again, just nothing, you know, major, just again, my, my, my tone, my, yeah. you know, and just, a, a so thoughtful is the word. Like it, I just used it and it's that, that man, I'm going to go through 2023 with that being my word, right. thoughtful, thoughtful about everything that comes out of my mouth. And, you know, that's what it looks like. That's an example of what it looks like to be on mission in the mundane, in the stuff that maybe we don't really think of. 
right? It's not the big stuff. It's not the, you know, it's, it's the small stuff, sweat, the small stuff, right? Like, you know, there's that book, don't sweat the small stuff. Now, you know, sweat it in, yeah. in, in, in the, in the, you know, um, in the context of being mindful and thoughtful and intentional in the small stuff, because words. that's where it matters. Right. That's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into the psychology of, well, he gave a million dollars to, you know, this Christian organization. What a, what a great guy. Yeah. What a mission he's on. He's supporting their mission. Great. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right. That's needed. Right. What we're talking about, the laser focus we're talking about is two men. Yeah. Pretty regular guys, I think, Mm -hmm. walking through their day and trying to be Jesus to hard to love people. Yeah. including the ones in our house. Yeah. My, my, um, my MO is to reflect back to people what I get. So if someone in my house is cranky towards me or short with me, I'm like, oh, I'll show you. <laughs> cranky. <laughs> oh, I, you, oh, you want to see cranky? Yeah. That ain't cranky. Right. And, and, and this, this, and I, I don't, I may be speaking to some guys who understand this, but I, there was a time in my life I walked around thinking, I don't carouse. I'm not a cigar smoking, poker playing, you know, going to the bars, hanging out. I don't punch holes in the wall. Don't kick the dog. I don't cuss in my house. I had so many gold stars on my chest. I leaned to the left. Yeah. Right. It was weighing me down. Yes. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and, and some awakening, like, okay, get your head out of your tuchus and just thoughtful, intentional, gracious words. Start there. Yeah. Start well, with really simple stuff. Yeah. Or again, if, if, if you're hanging out at the strip clubs, start there. Yeah. Like, you know, again, this is, this is the journey of transformation. I mean, we're talking to people at Great point. at all, you know, all points, right. They're, they're just, maybe haven't even, you know, thought about faith. So, um, wherever you are, you know, there's a, there's a step closer, one inch closer, Right to Hallelujah. to what God is calling you to and toward, and um, you know, so like praise God that that that's that wasn't your life that that's not what you were doing, right? right. The, but but yeah, just I just as it. much needed <laughs> a shift in you know your heart, right, yeah. and, 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 and my heart, and that level of brokenness is equal in the equation to the amount of change. Right. That you've got to make, right? Yes. I've got a great example of living on mission, something I was talking to you about. Last week, you were driving someplace that everybody on the planet loves to go, is to the Motor Vehicle Commission, <laughs> or Dude. the old DMV. For the second time in two weeks. Right. And it was an un- and you were just pissed. I was ready for the battle. Right. I was ready for and the I, battle. And, I, and we were talking about this. I'm like, go, go love them. Yeah. Just love them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what episode that mm-hmm. was, but I mm-hmm. just remember, and I, I actually wrote that down. Oh, yeah. Thinking about talking to you about this. That conversation was perfect. Yes. For me being a catalyst to helping you live on mission in that couple of minutes. Yeah. Right. And that's, yep. here. here's, yeah. gang, here's the, the repeated connection to authentic community. Right. That my friend Sarge, trust me, heard what I said and was like, yep. That, yeah. That, 
Yeah. That's what I need to yeah. do. I don't need to vilify these so, people. So here's the story. And here's what happened. So the, <laughs> so this is, I go for my real ID, right? Which we're, we're, we're getting down to, you know, the, the deadline's May. If you guys aren't aware, you need a real ID by May in order to to, to fly. If you fly anywhere. Um, or you got to carry your passport you everywhere you go. Passport. And mine's expired, which I found out at the DMV. So anyway... <laughs> Thank God I didn't need it because I, I, I brought every form of identification that I've ever owned in my entire life, right? I, brought, I walked a, in with a briefcase. Here's of a picture paper. of my mother. Dude, I had everything like because I was there two weeks ago and they were like, yeah, you're missing this. Right? And what they wanted was proof of residency you know, uh, by a, a bill, a tax your, bill, your a, a, a bank statement bill. or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I pulled up everything online that I had. And I'm like, oh, here, right here. No, it has to be printed. Are you serious? It has to be print. Yes, it has to be printed. And I know that that was your experience and you talked them out of it and you, and you showed them the digital. And so I don't even want to go there because it'll, oh, but no. here's what happened. So I'm like, okay, okay. No problem. I'll come back within the next two weeks and do this Stand all over again with my bank statement printed that I never get because I live in a digital world. Right. So I go back with my bank statement and everything else is the same. Now, they reviewed everything at the DMV. They reviewed everything. And they said, all I need to do is add my most recent bank statement. And so here I go. So I go back. Well, the woman... You know, because there's a there's there there are these three people who won't let you go up to the counter until they inspect all of your documents and you know confirm that you have everything you need to save everybody a lot of heartache. My face hurts. Okay, I'm so, cramping. So I'm like, okay, now, and I'm listening. I'm standing in line and I'm listening to the three women and their conversations with the people on the other side of the counter, and I'm 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 laser focused on the one that I want to go to because she just looks like there's a there's a glimpse of warmth to her <laughs> that might work to my advantage. And the other two, the conversations are not going well. So I'm like, please, God, please send me over. So it wasn't one of the they it's another woman. And oh. I'm like, I'm like, uh Mary, you you go ahead in front of me. I'm not ready yet. I still have to review my documents. So I send like a like a lamb to slaughter. <laughs> the poor woman behind me. I send her to the middle, and I'm like, and then I'm waiting, and I get the 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 representative that I want. So I come up. What does she do? She looks, and I'm like, yes, hi, ma'am. Here's the letter that they gave me last time and they reviewed all of my documents and see here where they wrote, they said, I just need to bring back a bank statement. Here's that bank statement. I think we're good now. She looks at me and she looks down at my stack and she looks at my passport and she goes, your passport's expired. I said, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Do I have enough forms of ID? And she's like, yeah, we'll just use this. I'm like, thank God. I take the passport. I stick it in my back pocket she grabs my birth certificate, which by the way, is attached by four microscopic threads of paper. Okay. Papyrus. I mean, it is literally hanging. This is my original 48 year old birth certificate that is hanging. Literally it's in four pieces, four quadrants, each hanging together by thread. Now the rule is that your birth certificate must be attached. If it's detached, it's no good. I don't know if you're aware of that. Detached from what? From each other. Like you, if the if the birth certificate were torn in half, yeah. and I brought two halves, yeah. they would not accept it. Oh, okay. It has to be in one piece. Got it. Okay. Well, this thing's barely in one piece, so she's holding it up to the light. 
She's holding it up to the light, the birth certificate, for like what feels like 30 minutes, <laughs> inspecting the integrity of the, of the paper. And then she puts it down on the table and she's feeling it. And she says to me, this is taped. I said, no. And I'm like, is it? And I start questioning myself. Is this, is the birth certificate taped? And I'm, and I'm like, can I feel it? And I feel it. There's nothing there. There's no tape there. I'm like, no, this is not taped. And in fact, it was inspected two weeks ago by one of your counterparts and she didn't have a problem with it. And I think we're good to go, aren't we? And I'm nodding my head. Yes. And I'm like, ma'am, this was taken care of two weeks ago. This was not a problem then. And she looks at me and she looks at the paper and I must've like, oh, I had a tear. You, you did the puppy eyes? I had a tear. I forced a tear out of my left eye <laughs> oh. down my face. And I, I just said, ma'am, please, please have mercy on me. I can't. And she's, she takes it. And she goes, puts the paper clip on it. She goes, okay, go have a seat. And we were good to go. I mean, then it was like, bam, bam, boom, you know, took the picture. I was out in like 20 minutes, but dude, my life was hanging in the balance for a moment. And she's looking at inspecting the birth certificate. So anyway, but wow. I did, I loved her well and I was kind and gentle. And you certainly as well, a- like Abraham voice. Lincoln used to say, you get a lot more flies with honey there you than go. vinegar. There you go. Well, I'm not going to tell you my DMV story, except to say I was there on Halloween. Oh, so the gal that you saw in front of you, yeah, I had a ladybug, a devil, a witch, a snowman, <laughs> A jester, yeah. All Come the pe- think about the people waiting on you, all having they were dressed up fully, <laughs> masks. Like this isn't fair. I'm not yeah. allowed to wear a mask. Yeah. In any case, oh my gosh. But yes, um, the Motor at, Vehicle at Commission. The, now I would story call, of the day. I would call the DMV experience a valley. That's not mundane. There's nothing mundane about the DMV. That is a unique experience that everybody right. tries to avoid, like root canal surgery. Right. No offense to our dentist friends, Dr. D'Lo, love you and you're the best at it. But um, Shout out, most, Dave. most people don't, don't look forward to root canals. No. So here we are on mission. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to tie this back together, but let's, let's talk about marked men. Yeah. Our mission statement. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so, uh, constant listeners, we have an opportunity in our lives because of our support for the Mark Men for Christ ministry yeah. to talk about our mission statement every phase one experience weekend. Yeah. And and therefore, it's in our face. Like we literally have written down what we feel called to. Yeah. We live this way. We co-create a world of, and, yeah. and I'll just, I'll go first. Yours, yours okay. is so much longer. <laughs> That's really not. I got it. But what's yours? What is your mission? My, mine. So, oh, here, here's another way we ask. Why did God give you breath today, Mark? Yeah. As a Mark man for Christ, I co-create a world of passion and unity, modeling Christ-like love with childlike enthusiasm. I felt that best described how I go about my day. Love it. At, at my age, I do have childlike enthusiasm. It's born from that Christ-like love that I've learned. Yeah. And passion and unity, again, are keywords that I think describe how I try to go about each day. That passion starts at home. I just, my mission, when I think about it, I've, I've, it's morphed over the years, but I've changed it. I u- actually used to put focal points in there about how I treated my wife and kids mm-hmm. because I feel that mission begins here, right here in our house where you're sitting today. Yeah. So, 
Being on mission for me in the mundane starts with the coffee experience in the morning and my tone throughout the day and generally reminding myself of how blessed I am in so many ways in my day. And, and I'm not on mission because I'm blessed, but those two things together, being reminded of what God has done for me, is doing for me, and will do for me, yeah. fuels me so much yeah. about wanting to stay on mission. Yeah. Whether I'm at Costco, yeah. and they treat me like, you ever stand in line at Costco? Yes. Right? It's just all they care about is pushing you through the line. Right. No eye contact. I don't know about you. Very little eye contact. I've had had good experiences at Costco. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're mean. Yeah. But it's like, well, they're they're moving people through. Yeah. yeah. Which I I probably feel loved by that because I appreciate the fact that they want to move people through. And and you know what? It suits me so well. I'm not (laughs) complaining about it. I'm just saying being on mission there. Yeah. My mission is to get out. Right. (laughs) And their mission is to get me out. Yes. So we're- You're aligned. Yes. At the same time, I find, you know, these carts are the size of Volkswagens. Anyhow, you've got, you're banging into people. I give every, as with very few other areas of my life, I give people a wide berth at Costco. Yes. I do it at BJ's too, but there's nobody there. Right. So it's easy to give people a wide berth at BJ's. It's true. So I'm just saying- I'm I'm picking these spots in my life. I go to Costco once every two weeks. Yep. I try to walk in with a good attitude and to be on mission. Yeah. Right? I yeah. co-create a world of passion and unity. Yes. Very hard to be passionate and unified. Yeah. If you're banging into people trying to you know, like get to the get to the prime rib ribeyes first. It's true. You know? How about your mission? So as a marked man for Christ, I co-create a world filled with loving, authentic relationships rooted in kindness and gentleness. I do this by listening intently, responding compassionately, and serving sacrificially in unbroken communion with God. So That's a mouthful. It is. It is. So for me, what that looks like is, it, it, you know, in a perfect world, everybody on earth would be real, just had, they, they would be in authentic relationship, right? That's loving, gentle, and kind, right? For me, that's a, that's a perfect point, including myself. Did you say, <laughs> and, was it responding compassionately? So, so what is it? I do this by listening intently, right? responding compassionately. That's it. So th- those two right there, see that they're at the root of the opposite of my anti-mission, which is where I spend most of my time if I'm not focused on living in mission and co-creating with God this world that I want to see, that I want to, to, to see thrive and flourish, right? It's I'm short-tempered. I'm not listening to you because I'm too concerned. My time is too valuable, right? right? Yeah. So I'm not listening. In fact, as you're talking, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to transition this conversation so that I can get back to something that's much more important than talking to you. Right. See? So th- th- this is, again, in my... my when I'm at my worst, that's what it looks like. And I'm not responding compassionately. I'm short-tempered. I'm short you know, again, the, the cup of coffee example, right? In the mundane, I'm like, I, I got I have things to get to. It's it's all rooted in 
right fear and 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 my that my my self image that my identity is based on my production sure. so if i'm not producing if i'm sitting here just talking to you investing in this relationship i'm not getting something done you see right. and i need i need to do that so that i can feel better about myself that affirmation is manna when i'm living in mission with god i'm dialed into you I'm making eye contact. I'm listening. I'm truly listening, not just hearing your words, but I'm listening to you. I'm responding thoughtfully and compassionately, and I'm serving others rather than serving my own needs and and my production goals. Right. We, so we seem to have that right. The serving your own needs. Yeah. I don't think that's wrong, but it's out of balance in most days for me. Yeah. I could be I could yeah. be more focused in yeah. about six seconds. So. And, well, I'm not suggesting that I'm I'm it's unproductive, right? Right. Like God, God will use that intentional relationship and conversation just as much, if not more, than whatever I think I should be doing. Other than that, in my own, you know, uh, sinful nature, you know, right. self self centered, sure, you know, uh, sure. Uh, nature. But and then I do all of this living in unbroken communion with God, and that that is my that's the. That that goes back to Brother Lawrence. In fact, that's what it came out of. Was after reading that. Book. Really? It's, it's yes. It's the living in it's the it's the remaining intentionally connected to God. Just being mindful and thoughtful of the fact that that He lives in me, and that every single thing that I do, every keystroke, every interaction, every word I type or write, or word I say, or meeting I go into, it's all for Him, and He's with me. And so no matter how mundane it seems, it really isn't. God ordained it. Right. Right? right. So, you know, being missional in the mundane, how about just being missional in what he ordained? Right. Wow. Love that. See, for me, living on mission has got to be done in concert with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Period. Yes. Or, or my sinful nature and, and the world will just get in the way and take over. Yeah. I get into a rhythm, a world rhythm, and I'm screwed. Yeah. Because I I, I suffer from pride, uh, status, greed, the look at me kind of attitude that I have. And it's they'll prevail. That that part of my world will yeah. come roaring back yeah. into the beginning unless the fruits of the spirit are what I'm focused on. It's how I have always interpreted the vine and the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I believe that that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's not that you literally can't do anything. Of course you can. Apart from him, I can swing that hammer. I can use that duct tape, fix all I want, you know, right? Right. right. But it, it it's it's not missional. No. That's my own will. Right. Right. You could probably get some good things, by the way. It, it's it's how God made us and what the world offers us. You could get some good things done in that, by the way. There, there's not where we aren't saying sure. that you're not accomplishing anything valuable in the course of a me-centered day. But it's out of whack. And ultimately, I believe you'll crash and burn in that. If you stay there, if you're in that repetitive mode where yeah. it's just about me. Yeah. If, I'm sorry. If I'm in that repetitive mode where it's just about me, bad. Yeah. It, it has proven to be bad. See what Mark just did there? I don't know if anybody else picked up on that. But Mark said, you know, you, and he changed it to an I statement, which is something we really practice a lot. Take take note of how often, mm. listeners, um, when you you really mean to be saying something about yourself, you use the words you, right? Like you, you, you know, you, you're just this or you need to that. And it's, you know, change that to I. It's a, it's a much more powerful statement. Oof, yeah. Owner, ownership, taking ownership for our... our uh, 
All of it. And it makes me sigh. <laughs> I take a deep breath. That was great. Good work. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's uh, powerful stuff, man. Apart, apart from me, you can do nothing. And you know, like I, I just, I have to re- again, remind myself and be reminded of that, that, you know, day in and day out, you know, the act of my, my wife hates to unload the dishwasher. It's, it's, it's just one of those things around the house that she just hates to do. And I didn't know that until just a few years ago, you know, she would ask me, you know, to empty the dishwasher. And of course I would do it, but I didn't realize how much she really hated it. Mm. And, you know, once I learned that I was like, my gosh, well, like I actually don't mind it that much. Like I find it quite fulfilling. Not so much, but I mean, oh, you're but, so. Full. But it's one of those things that I really don't mind. It's like you know, yeah. Listen, clean dishes, put them away. Sure. Once I learned how much she hated it, I was like, oh my gosh, like what an act of love. So I I empty the dishwasher like every morning, every night. Dishwasher's on every morning. I I too make my wife coffee. Um, you know, every morning that I'm not running out to a Bible study or whatever really early, and we have. You know, there's, there's other more automatic coffees, like, but like I play barista, like what I do to make coffee, it takes time. And so oh, the, the, you act, do pour over. Yes. Yeah. I do pour. You do. Yeah. Pour over every morning, grind the beans. You so, could be. And it's, um, but I, and I go French press, but you know, it, it, it actually helps slow me down and prepares me for my devotional time. It, it's, it's, it's really, it's interesting. I, um, anyway, yeah. But back to the dishwasher, like it's, it's so awesome. Like this little act that between that and the making of the coffee, it really does. I take that time and I'm thinking about my mission very first thing in the morning and, and I'm reciting it. I'm going, okay, like I am committed to ah, listening intently, responding compassionately, serving sacrificially. It starts right here, right now living in unbroken communion with you, God, like give me what I need today, yep. the peace, the courage, the strength, the whatever it is to remain connected to you and to live in mission that I might help you, even though you don't need it, but you've invited me to co-create this world filled with loving, gentle, kind, authentic relationships. And you are invited. I mean, you're invited 100%, to be on mission. hundred percent. Here, here's a, a good- He's going to, he's going to, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, <laughs> here's, here's a good Bible story of a guy who, you know, who thought he was on mission and had to get a wake up call. Like God actually stopped him and said, let's talk about our friend, Paul. Paul is following the word. He's a, he's a Pharisee, right? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. And what is he doing? He's killing Christians, right? <laughs> Whoops. And he was righteous. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, he had, he had, you know, Saul of Tarsus had a reputation and it was like, mm-hmm. if you were a Christian, watch out. Right. Right. All of a sudden he's walking down the road one day. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that, hello, Paul got yeah. a little problem here. Yeah. You know, and like, who are you? Says Paul. Yeah. It was more, it was more like a, a backhand, uh, you know, upside yeah. the head. I'm right the guy off the- you're persecuting, <laughs> right? I'm going to, you're going to be blind for a while. This is going to get your attention. Your mission. Hello, Paul. Breaker one nine. Your mission yeah. is to go rescue Gentiles. Yeah. The exact people you're persecuting and killing mm. in bunches, mm. you're going to go save for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do do your DMV voice. <laughs> okay. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. May I? So this is, so I, I want, I'm saying this out loud to tell myself again, and anyone who thinks what their mission is, if your mission has you in the center of it, if you look in the, you mentioned looking in the mirror earlier, if you look in the mirror and there's, you know, little, little sparkles coming out of your eyes because you're just so beautiful and it's about you and you've got it down, I'm inviting you to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. open up your Bible and read Paul's story about someone who thought they were on mission. Yeah. And God just turned them, you know, pivot yeah. Yeah. to the left. Yeah. Here's what I'm calling you to do. One of the most beautiful things about this journey you and I are on is coming to understand what our mission is. Yeah. It's not, I mean, mine has changed, I, I believe. It evolves. Yeah. But it's always, 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 always about starting here in my house. Mm-hmm. With just what you said, that example of your morning and, and coffee in a dishwasher. Yeah. And and then it goes back to your visit to ShopRite, the checkout clerk. I mean, talk about the mundane, right? For me, it's every morning on the NASCAR race that we call the morning commute down 78, you know, with a bunch of you Pennsylvania drivers. You know, you know who you are. You Stop. know who you are, all my Pennsylvania brothers. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, there's a way to, um, engage that commute in mission or in my anti-mission and it starts right there and it really, it sets my tone for the day. Right. And then it's, again, it's just, it's, it's all of it, you know, it's all of it. Um, you know, how aware, how aware are we, you know, like, you know, the Bible says, be alert, be alert. The world needs more alerts. Exactly. And, um, you know, that, that alertness and that awareness in the mundane, um, is, is important. It's important. And we have tremendous opportunity to join God at work, you know, right there and for God to do amazing work in us, in our hearts and in our lives and in that journey of transformation in the, in the mundane, if we're aware of it. I got two two comments for close. Yep, come to my mind. First is, um, you have heard me say this so many times; it's it's mind numbing. And uh, I want any other listener who has those moments where you have a little clarity, like if our conversation today has given you a little bit of clarity. And I think of of for me saying to God, "What were you waiting for?" Like. Why is this just becoming obvious to me now? What's this clarity you've given me, this vision, the focus I have, the lens you're letting me see the world through? Why did you wait till now to show me that? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I want to say, first of all, his timing's perfect. Yeah. I know now, today, that the reason he didn't show me a lot of things earlier in my life, because I had to learn some things. He was showing me other things at the time. Yep. It's just some of these moments we talk about, about clarity of mission. Yep. And staying on it at home. Uh, just, I'm inviting everybody to go with God's timing on this. Yeah. The second part that really resonates with me is the, the, the I'm sorry, I don't know where the Bible verse is exactly, but where it talks about the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yep. And that is my invitation to anybody listening is to join, join the laborers, join us. Because a world full of men in authentic community on their mission is one powerful, powerful, dynamic group. Yep. We can change the world. Yep. We can. Yep. Absolutely. And, and to your point, it's, it starts at home. 
It starts at home. And, um, yeah. And if you, and if you're sitting there saying, I have no idea what that means, like, wh- how do I start with, you know, what is my mission? Yeah. You know, we heard yours, you guys heard mine. Um, you know, uh, not to sound like a broken record, but you know, we learned that through this ministry. We love so much Mark men for Christ, go to marked men for org. You know, they don't sponsor us. We don't get money. In fact, their financial policy, when you go on a weekend and get fed well and spend, you know, three days on this incredibly impactful weekend, their financial policy is pay what you can afford. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. In fact, you know, people give and support that ministry so that people can go and not have to worry about the money. So you will come out of that weekend with a crystal clear mission for God. And, uh, um, so encourage you to check that out. You can go to, you click on register. I think it'll show you where the, the, the weekends are all over the world every single weekend. Right. Or so, con- by the way, or contact us. Yeah. Reach out, come, come into our website or, or the, the, the method you listen yep. to us through, whether you're on Spotify or Google or Apple or whatever you do, Yeah, you know, we'd love to talk to you about it. Absolutely. So why? Because y'all need Jesus. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, bro, this was great. So fun talking to you. Yep. Love it, man. Thank we'll be you. back again. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening, folks. God bless you. Go be on mission. Peace. I have a calling on my life. You have a calling on your life. Steve and Mark made that clear to us. And I don't know about you, but for me, it has me thinking about my day to day a little differently. It's funny how simple concepts don't cross our minds, but when someone says them out loud, it hits us like a freight train. God isn't limited to the mountaintops and valleys. God is everywhere from the mountaintop to the valley. And he wants to be in that middle space just as much as the other spaces. In fact, most of us probably spend the vast amount of our days in that middle space, and God wants to reclaim that time with us. He ordains all things, even the mundane middle space. Thinking through this time and considering all of the missed opportunities really drives me to get my mission aligned with God and keeping that mission in front of me daily. As a reminder to question my agenda, my motives, my choices, what I say and how I say it. Asking myself, can God use those things to further his kingdom? Do those things glorify him and make me part of a community of men on mission? I have my mission statement. I'll be printing it out and checking it against where I am in my life and in my walk, and I'll be refining it. Do you have your mission written down? Does it capture God's calling on your life? If not, make it happen. What can be more important than alignment with our God who loves us more than we will ever understand and wants to work with us, through us, and in us to redeem his sons and daughters and take back the ground the enemy has stolen. Lord, please continue to use this podcast to impact the lives of all who listen. I ask that you would bring hope and healing to each and every one of them, Lord. Meet them right where they are and reveal yourself to them like only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it and invite others to the foxhole. You can find us wherever you download your favorite podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you know when new episodes drop and please rate us and comment there too, as it'll help us get found by others who could benefit. Find, follow, and like us on your go-to social media networks by searching Foxhole Symphony 
or visit foxholesymphony.com to make it super easy to find us. Drop us a line with feedback, questions, topic requests, who knows? Maybe you'll be a guest on a future episode. In the meantime, prepare to move, embrace discomfort, and just be you.